Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. It's the much-discussed, much-maligned, and much-admired document that sets the United States apart from other countries. I'm talking, of course, about the Constitution. Dr. Jennings joins us today via Skype to suggest something that many of us may not have thought about when it comes to that all-important document. I'll let him explain. Dr. Jennings, the time is yours. A few months back, I wrote a blog entitled Why Satan Hates the U.S. Constitution. Yes. And I want to lay the landscape before we specifically answer that question. From a biblical worldview, we understand that there are evil or satanic forces and there are godly forces. And their methods they operate are completely different. According to Scripture, Satan's method of ruling or governing was described in Isaiah when he sought to ascend on high and rule over, to basically take God's throne and rule over. And so Satan's methods are the methods of a few ruling over the masses. But the Bible says that Jesus, who was equal with God, did not think equality with God was something to be grasped, but humbled himself into the form of a servant all the way into the cross. And so contrasting the two methods, methods are quite stark. Satan, rule over to dominate others. God, sacrifice himself to build up others. Mm. That's the contrast in the methods of the two systems of governing. And when you see these two systems of governing, sacrificing God's method versus domination or exploiting, then you look through human history since the fall, and every human government that has come along has used Satan's method of a few ruling elites exploiting the masses in order to benefit themselves at the expense of the masses. Whether we go back to ancient Egypt and the pharaohs or the empresses of China or the shoguns of Japan or the, or the divine rights of kings in the European nation states or the papal authorities that came along. Every ruling authority that has come along and every government of Earth since then has been this method of a few ruling elites dominating and exploiting the masses until the establishment of the United States of America. And when the Constitution came, its framers specifically wrote into the Constitution a system that would restrict and limit the ability of the elites to exploit the masses, and in fact gave power to the people. And when you understand this, the United States Constitution was to restrict the power of the government itself, It was to restrict the power of the aristocracies, and the aristocracies were the landholders and the big businesses, the the farms, the mines, the shipping companies, the places where everybody had to be employed in order to have housing and food and so forth. So the aristocracies and religion, those were all restricted by our U.S. Constitution, limiting their power to abuse and exploit the masses. And Satan hates it because it, it, it creates atmospheres of liberty and autonomy where people can thrive and grow. And it's one of the reasons the United States has been one of the most successful nations ever in the history. And in fact, some people have said that no government in human history has ever acquired more power and abused it less than the United States of America. And I think that's it's true because of these principles to restrain the uh, few from exploiting the masses. 
I'm seeing that the history really is a prime example of this. We don't see too much on the for the people side. Why is that? Why was it so easy for people in the past, potentates and princes and presidents and powers in the past, to overwhelm the people? What set this country apart and made it possible for it to happen here? It happens ever since the fall of man because the hearts of men are affected with fear and selfishness. And when we're afraid, we want to protect self. And then we want to protect ours. And other people are not seen through the lens of love and godly service, but they're seen as resources that we can utilize to help us get ahead. And the way methods that have been used historically to exploit the masses have been things such as denying education, only giving education to the people you want to rule, controlling of education where you indoctrinate or use propaganda to instill false ideas such as superstitious teachings related about the fear of death and only people with certain religious dogma or abilities like the church has the ability to send souls into heaven or to hell. Thus, that gives power to those priestly elites or dogmas about certain people and segments of society being less human than other segments of society. In other words, propaganda, falsehoods to control the masses, mm-hmm. control um, media. Uh, this is one of the principles of our constitution, to give a free press where the state can't control the media or using direct power over every society since the inception of sin. Every society has had slaves all the way back. It doesn't matter the society. And it was only the principles of Christianity, once the Bible was put into the language of the people, that led to the abolitionist movements and eradicated slavery from Western societies. But people will say, well, what about Native Americans? Well, Native Americans had slaves. They had slaves of all kinds, and many of them were cannibals. And so it was the principles of Christianity that brought an end to slavery with the Native populations and also ended cannibalism. So the principles of Christianity rightly practiced are the principles of liberty, and these principles were written into the Constitution, and these came about after the Bible was put into the language of the people. And so it was really about restraining, again, government itself, aristocracies are the big, wealthy power brokers in society, and religion. And ever since the Constitution was written, the Constitution has been under attack because it restrains Satan's ability to form an end-time, one-world, global, beastly government that exploits the masses. Our Constitution legally stands in the way of that. And so it's been under attack. And in modern society today, we have seen how our U.S. government has become bloated and larger and larger and gaining more and more centralized power about how businesses, these major corporations that we see in America are the new aristocracy where so many people work for these organizations and they control so much of now the media and the power of the uh, uh, in in collusion with government programs and, and systems. And then the new religions of today are evolutionism that has led to the green movement, which is a religion that you must comply with. And if you don't comply and obey and practice the principles, then the government is using its force to bring to bear punishments upon you. And we see uh, under the ideas of the green ideology, which is a real system of belief that you must believe in or you're somehow a reprobate. Mm. Well, what do you say, Dr. Jennings, to those people who say, listen, whatever you say, this is a Christian nation. God has blessed this nation. This is God's nation. Well, how dare you say bad things about God's nation? The Bible teaches that there is no human government on earth that actually represents the kingdom of God. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. All human governments 
operate upon the principles of imposed law with coercion or infliction of penalties. Those are the kinds of laws humans make up. God's kingdom is the kingdom of creation, the kingdom of reality, the laws of physics, laws of health, law of love, law of liberty. These are design protocols for life. God does not use coercion. That being said, though, the government of the United States and the Constitution were written to restrict the power of the state to coerce and to exploit. Thus, while it doesn't represent God to the degree the principles of liberty are brought to bear, it creates an atmosphere where people retain their individuality and have the greatest opportunity to develop themselves in godly lines. To the degree we take individuality from them, don't educate, enslave, um, dominate through um, uh, the exploitation of impoverishment by high taxes or limiting property ownership or feudal systems or the railroad barons and so forth or coal barons, which would would uh, pay such little wages and then and then take back just for every little thing they had to do. So they kept them impoverished. These types of exploitations actually prevented the autonomy and the development of people. So to the degree that that government restrains evil rather than promote righteousness, it creates atmospheres for liberty and liberty is the atmosphere where people can flourish. It sounds like you're saying for this nation to be a truly, truly a God nation, it has to provide for everyone the same, whether the person that they're providing for even believes that there is a God. Am I right in saying that? needs to provide for everyone the same. That could be heard as we need to provide them all a house, the same car, ah, the same clothes, yeah, the yeah. same income. We, the government needs to provide. That's socialism. Socialism, communism is another form of an aristocracy. And what's so deceptive about the socialisms and the communisms and so forth, they come to societies in which there's been aristocracies that have ruled over and exploited the masses, and they claim there shouldn't be the rich and the poor. There shouldn't be the haves and the haves-nots. And so they claim the argument that we will give everyone, will have equal everything, and the government will provide. But what happens in every case in history that this has been implemented is that it just replaces one aristocracy with another, right, the ruling right, political right, party, right. they have and everybody else gets exploited. So no, what the what the U.S. Constitution did, it was not designed to set up a ruling party or government where the government gives everybody everything. It's rights to the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So the government provides an atmosphere where people are free to apply themselves or not apply themselves without penalty from the government. But you reap what you sow, and if you apply yourself and work hard in an atmosphere like this, you have greater opportunities for success. But successes are not guaranteed because there are many variables that cannot guarantee an outcome, such as a farmer who has a hurricane or a natural disaster destroy their crop. Yeah. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Well, in the in the three minutes we have left of the program here, how are we doing, Dr. Jennings? How is this country and this, we the people, how are we doing as far as the Constitution? Are we benefiting from it or are we misinterpreting it? The idea here, the United States came into history, as the Bible predicted it would, at a time in human history to create an atmosphere in which freedom could thrive and a final message about God's character could then evangelize and go to the world. But the Bible uh, really describes that at the end of time, there'll be a one world beastly system that arises that will abuse 
use God's people. And so we can understand that the principles of the Constitution will have to be effaced or negated coming here in the very near future, and so that this one-world global beastly system will go into a place that will abuse God's people. So the the Constitution is being undermined, and it's being eroded, and it's being eroded um, through lots of different mechanisms. And I have a long blog on our our website, commonreason.com, where people can read and see the actions that are designed to undermine the U.S. Constitution. And most of those are are coming through arguments of socialism, which play off of the desire for people to have more without necessarily applying themselves to get more. They want the government to provide it. The reality of what the government can do in a healthy way is to restrain evil and create equal opportunities for people, but equal outcomes cannot be provided by the government. What can we do, Dr. Jennings? What can I, Mr. Citizen, do to help my government, help the people around me, my community, live up to the full extent of the benefits of the Constitution as it was designed to help us provide for ourselves? My view is that Christians get trapped when they go to pursue Christian agenda through government. Uh, We can't do that because we will always corrupt the Christian message as soon as we begin passing laws because that uses the methods of the world to try and achieve God's goals. Our Christian approach is to present truth in love, leaving people free. And so we want to have as little government as possible and government to restrain evil and to provide structure, but not to promote actual righteousness. That we have to promote through the gospel of Jesus Christ, winning, conversion, converting people, not coercing people with threats of punishment. All right. Very good. Dr. Tim Jennings today via Skype talking to us about why Satan hates the U.S. Constitution. We have a website, comeandreason.com. I recommend, listener, that you stop by and, and browse through that. There's a lot of things to browse. Dr. Jennings' books like The God-Shaped Brain, The God-Shaped Heart, and could it be this simple, The Aging Brain, my favorite. Also, there's a, a, a beautiful Bible paraphrase called The Remedy available there, and Bible studies available on streaming for you to enjoy. Also, I'll let you know a little secret. I don't know if many people know about this, but they're about to. Comeandreason.com provides a free gift every month to people that come and visit and sign up for it. And that could be a sharing track. It could be a copy of one of his books. It could be a DVD. Any number of things are available. So if you stop by there and look at what Dr. Jennings is make available, one of those items might be just what you need, and one of those items may be at no cost. Comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, thank you, as always, for sharing with us today and setting our minds straight as far as the U.S. Constitution is concerned. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.